I don't want to just be a believer. I want to be a follower. Like I actually do want to walk differently because I know Jesus, not just, I don't want to just be like, oh, he's going to forgive me again. He's going to forgive me again. Right. Um, it reminds me of that holy water song. And um, what do they say? I love that song. Like you're Sweet, honey, the that I want to change basically. Right. He's that's what uh-huh. they say. Like you're the only thing that ever really makes me want to change. And yeah. like, I just resonate so much with that because I truly, I'm so much more aware of who I am and my actions because I love him so much and I want to honor him with my behavior. And then I want to, I want to treat others better because I want them to know that, um, that this is why, like, this is who I am. And it's be only because of Jesus. Like I'm not, I'm really not a very good person. Not a really good person. Otherwise. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> hey friends, I'm Ryan Channel, a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, encouraging other women to seek and know God and grow a deeper relationship with Him. Welcome to Wellness and the Word, a podcast helping Christian women create ultimate mental and physical wellness through meditating on God's Word to renew our minds, learning how to apply His truth to our lives, and taking care of our bodies the way He intends us to. My love for Jesus and my passion for wellness as a holistic health coach collide in this podcast that shares the gospel. Gospel literally means good news, friends. Don't we need more of that in today's world? I believe we all have a God-shaped hole in our hearts, and I want to point you to the only one who can fill it. Come join me and be encouraged as we chat about God's love and how to take care of you. Hey everyone, happy Faith Friday. It's Ryan. Welcome to Wellness and the Word. I'm so excited to have you here with me. This is my first episode of the week and as you can hear, it's because I've been sick. So I didn't do a meditation Monday. I barely had a voice and just been still recovering from being sick. So this is my first episode of the week and I'm actually going to share with you a moms in the middle talk that I did on Monday night with a group of women that I've partnered with to bring these weekly moms in the middle roundtable talks on different topics. And this week we kicked it off. It was our very first one and we really wanted to talk about just taking the mystery out of a relationship with Jesus. You guys know here on this podcast, I'm super passionate about that because I want everyone to have their own personal relationship with Jesus as we get to, as we are so blessed to do. And so we talked about that and that's really the mission of these weekly talks that we're going to be doing is we want to share our own relationship with Jesus in all of these different aspects and just kind of being in the messy middle of life and the messy middle of motherhood. So I'm really excited to just have these in incredible women that I can partner with to bring these talks to you. We're going to be going live every Monday night in different places on each of our Facebook groups, and we're just going to be rotating in different places. But I'll also be sharing those topics here very often, if not always. So I'm excited for you to take a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. I'm so happy to partner with Ashley of the So She Grows podcast, Kristen of the Holistic Hearts podcast, Katie May of Marriage Empowered, Michelle Porterfield of the Set Free Sisterhood podcast, and Katie Lynn Hedrick of the Stepping Into a Joy-Filled Life podcast. So here you go. Take a listen. 
Well, hey, everyone. Sorry we couldn't do a live stream. We're having technical difficulties, but we're still powering through and we're going to bring you the first Moms in the Middle um, talk. Moms in the Middle talk. I was going to say live stream, but obviously it's not live. But we are just so excited because God has definitely partnered the six of us up and one of us is missing tonight, um, but partnered six of us up to just share our hearts, to share our own missions, but most importantly, to share about Jesus and his love and each of our relationships with him, what that looks like. And really the biggest thing what we want to do and what we're going to talk about tonight is just take the mystery out of having a relationship with Jesus. So I wanted to share a little bit of something that Katie Lynn Hedrick wrote and Katie May also shared about what this group's purpose is. So Moms in the Middle are a group of courageous, God-fearing women who desire to spread the truth of topics like motherhood, wife life, organization, sex, addiction, faith, to name a few. We get real with truth, but most importantly, share it in love. And we're going to be just doing these every single week on different topics. But like I said tonight, we're specifically going to talk about having that relationship with Jesus and what that looks like for each of us. And we're going to be rotating our groups and going live in our groups, hopefully in the future, once we figure that part out a little bit, but um, we're really excited. And if there's ever a topic that you want us to cover, feel free to share it with um, whoever of us, you know. Um, so real quick, we're just going to introduce ourselves. We're going to tell you kind of where we're from, what we do, what our mission is, um, just who we are. So Ashley, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Actually, I was looking around to make sure I was the only Ashley in this group for a second because <laughs> there's so many K names. But yeah, hey, Ashley, and I host the So She Grows podcast. And um, my mission on that is to help moms navigate mom guilt and limiting beliefs and have a thriving marriage and own their motherhood. Kicking mom guilt is like my jam to talk on the most, but, um, yeah, just really focusing on the woman, the fierce girl that is behind, you know, all this, the clothes that have all the spit up on it and stuff. And cause in the mess, we just kind of lose ourselves in all that. So, um, that is that in a, in a little snippet. And then um, I am in DFW, Texas, and I'm currently in what will soon to be my garage, but also my house. So um, another part of my story, which um, Katie is also has a similar thing going on in her life, is um, we are currently living in an RV, a family of five with two dogs in a small, less than probably like 600 square foot RV um, while we were building our barn dominium, uh, which has been super fun. Uh, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so we're just out here living the country life, um, being all sorts of muddy, but yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Katie Lynn, you want to go next? And we have Katie Lynn Hedrick. We have Katie Mae Webb. So <laughs> two Katie, hey. not two Ashley's. Hey girls, I am so excited to be here to be a part of this. We are really just a bunch of real life moms over here rocking our messy buns in the messy middle of motherhood, just like all of you guys. So we're super excited to bring you conversations about the topics that you want to hear about, right? Things that we're all dealing with and struggling with. And most of us host podcasts or we have Facebook groups. And the thing is that all of us have found that God often speaks through us to speak to us. So we're just like everyone else walking around. We're a bunch of broken 
children down here on earth, just like you are. We're just saved by grace, right? So we all love Jesus. I'm all about joy, iced coffee over here. I'm a wife and a mama. I host a podcast called Stepping Into a Joy-Filled Life, and I'm a certified Christian life coach for stressed out Christian mamas. So what I love to do is help those mamas who are chasing perfection and balance. I help them get to a place in their life where they have peace and joy because of Jesus. And they're chasing their kids and their dreams. Cause that's the good life. That's where we want to be, right? That's that abundant life that God has for us. So just like Ashley, I live in the country, middle of nowhere, Iowa, and we are also building a barn dominion. We're currently living actually with my mom in my childhood home. So that's been a really fun adventure over here. So I'm looking so forward to all the conversations that are to come (laughs) right here with all you moms who are in the middle with us. Yes, I love it. Kristen, you want to go next? Sure. Uh, I'm Kristen and Kristen Chadwick. I'm from Colorado Springs, Colorado. So we sit right at the foothills of Cheyenne Mountain and Pikes Peak. Um, That is America's Mountain. Uh, and we, yeah, I'm a podcast host too. I actually was a producer for many years for a really amazing podcast called rebel parenting and, um, decided to step away from them back in January, 2020 and start my own podcast. Um, I kind of was like the, uh, um, all things mind, body, and spirit questioner at that role. And so I just took what I was already loving and put it into my own podcast. And so I talk a lot about mind, body, spirit, the whole person, and I am a transformational life coach as well. And, um, really have a heart for moms who are just tired of checking off those boxes and, um, really wanting to not not just know a lot about Jesus and Holy spirit and God, but actually want to know him experientially. Um, so that, that is a little snippet of me. Oh, and I'm a mom of four with twins on the end. So yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Katie may. I don't know how I can follow all that. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yes, two Katie's story of our lives. Yes. No, (laughs) Um, I am Katie Mae Webb. I am a big part of just making your mess, your message. So my marriage nearly fell apart a few years back and uh, God has ordained me this position of uh, call me wife coach, but I call it a marriage empowerment coach. And I work specifically with women, those powerhouse women who want to do it all, have it all, rocking it, and are very unsatisfied in their marriages. And typically as a very, a very real result of that, uh, dissatisfied in a lot of other aspects of their other life, because well, your other half is your other half. So it's kind of a big deal when that marriage is on the rocks. Um, so yes, um, to put it plainly, I work with women and help them transform their marriages into the thriving and abundantly full of love and, um, relationships that they've always wanted to have. I am born and raised native to Arizona. I live in Gilbert with my husband. Yes, we are still together. Thankfully just celebrated our 12 year anniversary and, um, on my two kids, I have a 
I just had a nine, I have a nine month old. Yep. She's going to be 10 months here in a couple of weeks. And then I have a seven year, soon to be seven year old this week, uh, son. So all kinds of busyness over here and just so, so excited to be a part of this group. Can't, can't even put into words, Ryan and all these amazing women God has just brought into our lives. So we're just going to keep it real with everyone who listens and, uh, hopefully just be the conduit for God to speak through us to all of you guys listening and watching. Yeah, definitely. And I'm Ryan channel. I am the host of the wellness and the word podcast. I, um, really desire to help women seek and know God and follow him. Just like Kristen talked about, not just know about him, but, but become a believer and follow what he says and just walk in that truth and be mentally and emotionally well with the word. So wellness and the word. And I'm really excited to just partner with all of these ladies to, to do this. Oh, and Michelle, I wanted to talk about Michelle, our, our sixth woman, um, our sixth partner, Michelle Porterfield. She is the host of the set free sisterhood podcast, and she is a certified transformational life coach. She helps women get unstuck from self-sabotage and over drinking. So she has an amazing mission as well. And as you can see, each of our hearts are really just to help other people thrive in their lives and have that relationship with Jesus. And as I always say, fill that God-shaped hole with God, who is the only one who can fill it and, um, and stop worrying about all the rest. So we are moms in the middle of the mess. And I'm just going to let you know right now, my house is chaos right now. And of course, (laughs) right. So all the things, all the things that could be happening in my life are happening. So I have my in-laws here, my, my hometown, I'm in Arizona too. Let me finish telling you about me. I'm in Arizona with with my (laughs) husband and my three kids. I have three kids. Forget about them sometimes. You know, you're taking taking care of them all the time. And um, so our small hometown of Globe, Miami, Arizona is literally has fires on both ends of our town right now. And so my in-laws were evacuated um, and they're here with me. So I have a bunch of people here <laughs> on top of my family. Okay. So I'm in the middle guys. Um, so anyway, I'm just excited. I'm so excited. We've been talking about this for a couple of weeks and I'm really excited to kick this off. And the first question that we're just kind of going to each share a little bit about is what are, what our lives were like before God and kind of what they're like now, because I think they're really, when you're a believer, when you become a believer, there's like that distinctive line of like who you were before God and who you are now. And the thing is, we're not perfect. And my gosh, if you've ever met a a quote unquote Christian, you know, there's many, um, there's many ways that can be interpreted, right? There's, we just did a series in our church called church people are the worst. And they were talking about like Hitler said he was a Christian. Kim Kardashian says she's a Christian and, you know, um, a bunch of other people, completely opposites, right? So that that term held loosely, but Jesus follower, like that is who we are. So, but we all have that defining line of like who we were before, who we are now. We're not perfect. We should never pretend to be, but we desire to be the salt and light of the earth as we are called to in, in Jesus five or in Matthew five. So who wants to go first? What was your life like? before Jesus and what is it like now? And I can go. I'll go. I'll go. go. 
Uh, for me personally, I feel like I, I mean, I grew up in a family who didn't um, know God. And so um, it was kind of something that, you know, a lot of you guys will relate to of somebody inviting you to a Wednesday night church, you know, when you go there for your friends and stuff. And so uh, for whatever reason, I have continuously had this relationship with God of just talking to him like he was in my head, whether that was because I was an only child or because that's legitimately how I have a relationship with him till today um, uh, or up until today. And so um, like all through my life, I was just constantly talking to this guy who, you know, I just was like, he's who has all, all the things, knows all the things is my solution. I'll just talk to him. Right. <laughs> um, but I didn't know what that looked like. And so, you know, typical, um, adolescence of just being lost, feeling lost, searching for, um, you know, wholeness in all the wrong places. And, um, I think it wasn't until, uh, I was pregnant at 21 and, um, uh, my husband now husband, you know, was like, Hey, I think we should go to church. And I was really hesitant and he wasn't going to church at the time, but, um, he did have a relationship with God before that and stuff. And so for whatever reason, God was like, Hey, you need to get this chick to church. And, um, so, <laughs> so I was like, um, do you not see me? Like, I was just like, so mortified that, you know, we would go to church unmarried. I was pregnant and it was hands down the best decision that we've ever did for our marriage, for ourselves. Um, we got into a group that was just life-giving for us. And then ever since then, it's just been a continuous journey of me messing up, me getting to know God more intimately, me messing up, me needing God more, you know, more um, necess of necessity and just getting to know him. And I feel like that, that really is the journey for me is just constantly um, finding him out in new ways and seeking him out in new ways. And, um, and then also just accepting that, like, I may never be the person that can recite a scripture off the top of my head, even though I've read it five bajillion times, like John 316. I know that, like, I know the John 316, but could I tell you what it says? No, like, you know, I can't repeat stuff like that, but then having, um, a conversation with him continuously knowing that, um, you know, he is the, my everything, uh, is, and also my heavenly father when, you know, I had no earthly father and him just that kind of relationship with him is basically the nutshell of my journey with him and just it continuously growing and evolving as time goes on. Yeah. I love that. And, and honestly, like the visual of you kind of nervous to go into the church cause you're uh, pregnant and unmarried, like that is that's kind of where I think we have it backwards because God is like, come to me. And it's like the people that we think are, the, it's the people that could be judging us. Right. But like, my gosh, that's the beauty about church is that when you actually get in there, you realize like everyone has their own mess and their own story and there is no judgment. And even if there's judgment from people who cares, right. Cause God loves us anyway. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and chat however you guys want spit in whatever yeah. you want <laughs> and whoever wants to go next yeah, I can relate I can relate to Ashley that that little girl knowing that there was something there um and I actually I went I was saved at a Billy Graham crusade in sixth grade um awesome. it was a, a really funny experience because I was like oh lord I am not going down there. I mean, like that was like <laughs> my 
my sassy attitude. And then I could feel my heart beating so fast. And I was like, Oh man, I think I was supposed to go down there. And, um, so I, I mean, I sort of grew up in the church because at that point we ended up going to church and, um, but there was always like this. Um, so I don't really have like a before and after other than like a, um, my experience of him shifted as soon as I hit motherhood and I came to the end of myself. And, um, some of you guys know the story of when we had four kids under four and I was nursing and I had the start of this crazy autoimmune, um, disease that nobody could figure out. And then my, one of my kiddos was refusing. He was starting to show behavior stuff where he would refuse to sleep. And the only way that he would go to sleep is if I prayed outside of his door and read scripture out loud. And, um, it just came to this like desperate place of like, okay, Lord, I am serving at mops. I am doing my Bible study. I am waking up, even though I haven't slept for more than three hours, I am doing all of these things. And yet I feel like, is this it? (laughs) Because I don't really want it anymore. If this is all there is. And, um, so he really met me in this place of surrender to thinking I had my stuff together (laughs) to, I had none of my stuff together. And then that's where he met me and really graciously showed me truly his kindness and, um, his gentleness with me of like, quit, quit trying to check the boxes to earn my love. Cause I already love you. Mm-hmm. And, um, for me that before and after was just that surrender of, um, trying to be good, a goody goody <laughs> to actually surrendering it all and giving it all and being like, I cannot, um, do this by myself. And I, nor do I want this type of Christianity. I want like a real experience of you. And Uh that was transformational in itself for me. That is so good. I relate to parts of that. And I feel like a common thread here is that we all view God as our father, as our Abba daddy, because that's what, and who he truly is, is the good father. I definitely relate to parts of both of your stories, girls. Uh My story really begins at five years old, my parents walked through a divorce and at five years old, I had such a hard time wrapping my head around it. didn't understand why it was happening. I just was really broken and confused. I remember walking into the house one day in kind of in the middle of all of it and seeing my mom on the kitchen floor crying. And I just remember walking over and sitting down beside her and just crying with her as like, I didn't even know why we were crying, but children have this natural empathy. Mm -hmm. So I just sat down and cried beside her and it's exactly what she needed. And so interesting that exact night is the night that she actually met my stepdad. That's a whole nother story. (laughs) It's like God's goodness coming full circle, but that happened in my life at five years old. And so all throughout my high school years, I was just very broken. I was looking for love in all the wrong places. Mm. I, my heart hurt so much that it would come out of me physically. Like I would paint my fingernails black Mm. and I, I see that as such a reflection of my heart. And I would 
intentionally date these bad boys and try to fix them and try to save them. And the reality was that I was trying to fix myself. I was trying to somehow clean up the mess of my life on my own. And then at 19 years old, I ended up meeting the man that I would marry. And we did get married when I was 20. And I, in my head, I was thinking that like a fairy tale, like a, you know, it a flip a switch would flip and everything would magically be better and okay. And I was shocked to discover that up on our wedding night, everything was not okay. (laughs) (laughs) Here I was a 20 year old newlywed dragging my mess, my brokenness, my hurt, and all my baggage from Mm -hmm. my parents' divorce into my marriage. Mm -hmm. And I began to look for divorce coming in my own life because that was in my past. So surely it was going to be in my future. Right. Uh And through this whole process, I knew about God, both sets of my parents took me to church the whole time, but I definitely did not grasp having a relationship with Jesus. I did not understand that my identity was in Mm. that. And so in 2011, I was 26 years old. We were well into our marriage. We had a couple of babies at that point. And I was so stinking broken. And I knew that there had to be more for my life. Like I really wanted a happy and thriving marriage and I wanted to be a good mom and I wanted to feel peace and freedom. And I just didn't know how, but I knew God was out there somewhere. Right. And so I actually connected with a life coach And I dug into the word of God and I cried out to God in prayer and actually paid attention in church. Right. And I just started crying out to him. Like, I don't know what to pray and I don't know what to do, but God do something like do something, rescue me. Like something has to change. Mm -hmm. And so for about a year, I was kind of like in this really fire refining process. And then in the middle of a February night in 2012, God woke me up in the middle of the night and just Holy spirit flooded over me. And God just began to speak to my heart. Katie, I've never left you one step of this, this process. And you walked through those hard things because it's a part of your story. That's going to be used for my glory, mm-hmm. right? That test is going to be your testimony and your identity, baby girl. It's in me right? Because that was a piece as I was growing up that I like my acceptance and identity, like who am I? I somehow felt, even though I knew my Mm -hmm. parents loved me, I did not feel accepted and I was looking Mm -hmm. for it everywhere. And God Mm -hmm. is like, Katie, I'm your father. You are my beloved kingdom daughter. Like I accept you. I love you. That is all you need. And these gifts I've given you, your husband beside you and your kids beside you, you wouldn't have them if you hadn't walked that path and been right where you are. And I want to walk you into a future that's good. And so that night, truly at 26 years old, even though I'd known God, I really fully, completely gave my heart, my past, my present, and the permission to lead me into a good future. I gave it all to God that night and my life changed. It did not become perfect, right? I still had heck of hard times to walk through (laughs) in our marriage, financially, health-wise, like I was still going to crawl on my hands and knees through the pit of hell in some areas of my life, but I knew that God was going to be with me every step of the way. And so there was just peace unspeakable and then deep rooted joy, right? Because when I realized who I was and where my hope and my joy lied in God, in the good father, the one who loves me, who's got me, everything changed. There isn't like a theme here. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) that <laughs> everyone was severely, severely broken. And came to God. <laughs> so for all you guys out there listening and wondering and thinking y'all got to fix your stuff before 
No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a requirement. Yeah. You come as exactly. a hot mess with your messy bun, right? And you lay it at the cross. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I, um, I can, yeah, so, so much of that just resonates with me. I don't even know where to start. I was, I was very angry. I didn't, from the outside looking in, you'd have no reason to like, um, grow up. My parents are still married 40 plus years, happily married. My mom drug us to church. Um, and I always just, I had a very, um, a very rough relationship with my father growing up. Like he was a loving father, but he was a cop and very like old school. And I did not have a good relationship with him. And my brother also uh, was a few years older than me and been left in charge of me when he should not have been. So kids will be kids. And he bullied me and terrorized me. Um, and that I had no idea would shape me, but I just had this vision in my, my mind that I was going to find kind of like Katie hinted on, I was looking for love and acceptance in all the wrong places. So spent my early teen years being very angry and trying to get all the attention of the, guy, the guys. Um, and God first found me and thankfully um, saved me from a lot of really terrible experiences early on. But I do remember looking my, my youth pastor in the face because they said they were moving services to Saturday. And I was like, no, that's when I party. <laughs> she, was like, <laughs> she, she was like, so what you're saying is like, you'd rather go out and party than be here in church. And I was like, absolutely. Like if that gives you any indication to like what a little sassy, like turd I was. Party girl, oh. Katie May, you bring the fun. You bring the fun. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. I mean, I was, uh, yeah, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just stop there. But, um, he, he did. And it was funny because my husband and I, we did meet in high school and, uh, at the time he was not Christian. And I told him, I won't even date you unless you come to church with me. I was flirting to convert, you know, flirt to convert. Uh, <laughs> don't rec I don't recommend that. Um, but <laughs> he, uh, long, a very long story, uh, much to like what Katie was talking about even was after, you know, this is my opportunity to have this perfect marriage, right? We've had our ups and downs throughout college. We had been together five years. What could possibly go wrong? Right? Like I know everything there is to know about him. And then we got married. So, <laughs> Uh, and I had all these great rules, like, you know, you knew exactly what you were getting when you married me, because let's just be real. Like, you know, exactly what you're getting when you talk to me, like, you, like you can't just change now that we're married. You can't just change your mind on stuff. Like he wasn't thrilled about going to church. Shocking. Right. And I was like, well, you have to be the leader of this home. And here I was being the good Christian and telling him how to be the good Christian husband that he needed to be for me to be a good wife, you know, cause it's all his fault. And <laughs> like, this and, is my story. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Keep going. think a lot, think a lot of, a lot of women can relate to this. Um, but uh, yeah. And I just, I beat, I beat him down, um, verbally, verbally. And, um, I sat and put all of my pressure and unhappiness on his shoulders. And I, I didn't realize that, um, until, God opened my eyes and broke me um, after going back to work, being a stay-at-home mom and going back to work in the case management industry um, with foster care youth. And just, he absolutely broke me. Um, a, a lie, I know that before I really truly found that true peace that we talked about um, was I don't have a right to have trauma. Like 
these kids have trauma. I don't have that. Right. Like, so I never even delve into my past. I didn't allow myself to even give myself the space to need healing from like my relationship from my brother or the relationship that I viewed from my father, because I looked at that as like being ungrateful for my childhood. Right. Um, but I didn't give it power and how it shapes me and all the resentment that I brought to my husband. So it was very feisty. It was very hard and hard hearted. And I always had my walls up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was impossible for my husband to see a vulnerable side of me. Um, so this, this brokenness that I am so, so grateful for now, um, that transformed me into a much softer version of myself, thankfully, um, because it's, it is, it's just a true joy and peace that can only be given to you by God. And he came alongside me allowed me to have space and healing. I met with a therapist. I did EMDR trauma therapy, um, truly just helped me see in the process of my marriage separating, (laughs) helped me see that, you know, I don't have control over my, my life. And in such a beautiful way, um, I, I do have control in my relationship with God. And if I'm pursuing my relationship with God, then he's going to lead me to where I ultimately really want to be, you know? And it was just an amazing clarity. And like Katie said, you know, like a peace above understanding. That's what the Bible says, right? Like he's given us all a peace above understanding. And I think that's the biggest flip for me from like before to now that I can, it's not that my life is easier. It's not like any of our lives are easier. God never promised us an easy, comfortable life right? But he promises us purpose and all of it. And we all know that like, now I can face a storm knowing he's going to use this. It's going to be, it's going to be better because I'm walking through this. Um, so I think that's the biggest difference that I can, uh, and, and he thankfully transformed my marriage. So that too. <laughs> and we don't even just, we don't say that, that lightly, like he's, he's, because we're not in the storms now. Like we, some of us are in the, the, the hardest storms of our lives. Right. And we, we still hold on to that truth because we have that relationship with Jesus. So I'll tell a little bit about mine. I, I grew up always knowing God, believing in God. I grew up believing in God, but I always yearned for knowing him more and having a relationship with him. I didn't have those words then. Um, and then when I met my husband, when we got together, when we were 20, um, he was a Christian, he would go to Christian church. And I grew up Catholic as, as much as, you know, as whatever that, whatever that means, like went to church every now and then, um, <laughs> but that's how it was for us at least. Um, but when I started going to Christian church with him, I was just like a little weird at first, you know, is it? obviously way different going from Catholic church to a Christian church. Um, but in church was when I had like my first Holy spirit moment and just the, the worship music and tears streaming down my face. And I was like, what is happening? (laughs) And, you know, and so when I talk about, we have those defining moments of like your life before God and your life after God, I think that it's actually like multiple times in your life. And once you know, Jesus, like you have those moments where you're like, Oh, I remember when he like showed up then. And, and he kind of turned me back to his ways because we, we do, we get off of that path. And I think I was thinking while you ladies were talking, 
some of the times that I felt closest with God in my life was when it was the worst and it was the, the craziest. Or I was going through something super hard, but I think that's because when our lives are going well, we kind of forget and we start going this way again. And then, Oh, life gets crazy again. And it's like, Oh, why? Because I stopped focusing on Jesus. And even when it is yeah. just that madness, when we do keep our eyes on Jesus, it's, it's always so much better and we can walk through it with so much more grace. Um, so from that point on about 12, 11, 12 years ago, when I first had that Holy Spirit moment in the church, um, that's when I would say that I, I started walking with Jesus. But really, um, I, I think of those defining moments. And just in the last couple of years, I think he has just been that rock for me. That like, if I didn't have Jesus, I don't know what I would be doing. I don't know what kind of person I would be because I just struggle so much with just like internal frustration and anger. And I, sh I shouldn't even say internal because it comes out externally too often. And I just feel like this very broken, fragile, crazy person sometimes. And God is the one that just keeps like holding on to me and keeping me grounded and keeping his arms around me and helping me to know that I'm going to get through it, you know? So um, that's kind of my, my quick snippet, but what, what I think, like I, I desire to walk differently. And I think that's where I kind of get frustrated sometimes is that I don't want to just be a believer. I want to be a follower. Like I actually do want to walk differently because I know Jesus, not just, I don't want to just be like, oh, he's going to forgive me again. He's going to forgive me again. Right. Um, it reminds me of that holy water song. And um, what do they say? I love that song. Like you're Sweet, honey, the that I want to change basically. Right. He's, that's what uh -huh. they say. Like you're the only thing that ever really makes me want to change. And yep. like, I just resonate so much with that because I truly I'm so much more aware of who I am and my actions because I love him so much and I want to honor him with my behavior. And then I want to, I want to treat others better because I want them to know that, um, that this is why, like, this is who I am. And it's be only because of Jesus. Like I'm not, I'm really not a very good person. Not a really good person. Otherwise, <laughs> sorry. Like, whoop, whoop, preach girl. <laughs> So yeah, I just love I, it. I, I did see the themes and all of it. Ryan, I was going to say that's like a theme playing over and over in my head right now. And we talked about that actually in church was the level of brokenness that you experience. And it's like, I think this is the reason why Christianity and people who claim to be Christians, but are not like Jesus followers, like actively seeking him as a relationship in their life is like, we are like, when you are in that space, when you are actively walking with Jesus, you know, you are not better than anyone. Like mm -hmm. so many people get to that spot and they're like, they get to a self-righteous place where, Oh, I'm saved. And so I'm good. And it's, completely the opposite actually it's like I'm saved thank you God because I don't deserve that like nothing I did earned your grace mm -hmm. and that's like the humbling mindset I try so hard and yes oftentimes fail to bring you know to the people around me <laughs> that's so good it's like it reminds me of the Pharisees too like just the, that spirit of self-righteousness and just yeah mm -hmm. staying staying in a place of loving God and loving people and loving people like 
Jesus from a place of servanthood and humbleness and living our lives in such a way that we don't even have to speak words, but our actions show and the fruit of the spirit shows and the joy that radiates from within us shows so much so that other people look at us and say, what the heck have you got? I want some of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then especially if they know the old you, right. Cause they're like, who are oh, you? Gosh, and some, yeah. then sometimes there's going to be judgment around that. Like, that's not who you are. Like, who is this? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's fine. Cause this is who I am now. Thanks to God. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the biggest obstacle that I've had to overcome is, you know, being in this new place now where then I'm like, I wonder if people are thinking that I'm fake or phony or, you know, whatever. Cause I'm showing up in this way when they know it's like, you almost feel like it's like this dark and, you know, dirty past of, you know, that you, that can't escape you, um, which is ultimately the enemy trying to keep you from pursuing doing, you know, um, God's purpose for you. And so I think maybe some people can relate to that of like not being able to move forward and really step into who God, um, has, you know, molded you to be, or is continuously molding you to be because you feel like that past is still a part of you or that people will judge you for that. Or, you know, and those are, those are lies, but man, they're, they're hard to overcome and they're hard to silence. Totally. I absolutely relate to that so much. I I have like, I will literally say like to people, I won't name names in my (laughs) life (laughs) who will bring up, who will bring up things about me in my past. And it's taken me a long time to, to be able Mm -hmm. to at least have strength and confidence enough to be like, you know what? You're right. I used to do that. Like I don't anymore and just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Like, but it took a while Mm -hmm. because you're right. Like they'd bring it up and you'd be like, Oh man, like that is me. Right. Like who am I to think that I'm trying to be this better person, but it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I can't try to make myself a better person. Like that's all gone. (laughs) (laughs) The more I try to make myself better, the more I fail. Right. Like, so yeah, I, I hear that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lots of shame around that, like the old pattern, old self versus stepping into your true self of who he calls you to be. And, you know, when people bring up your false self, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was there mm-hmm. and I'm just learning who I really am. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. Yeah. It reminds me in the, in the Bible where Jesus talks about being, you know, reborn, like becoming a whole new person. And we mm-hmm. actually just watched the movie overcomer last night. I don't know. Have you girls seen that movie? No. Which oh, one's that? It's so good overcomer. So it's a, it's a Christian movie. It's made by the same people that made like the fireproof, uh, movies and all of those awesome movies that recently came out, but it's about a, a little girl who becomes a cross country runner, but it's, there's a whole story and so much of just identity and our identity in Christ, isn't it? And the, the guy who plays her dad, Um, basically he abandoned her when she was a little girl because he got addicted to drugs and all this stuff happened. And then he ended up with diabetes and he ends up in a hospital bed on the brink of death and they reconnect. And he's talking about, I'm not the man who you knew. I am a new man, right? Mm -hmm. Because in this process, he had accepted Christ and it's like just Mm. this rebirth. He's a whole new man. And 
I think that when people are trying to drag us back into that place of shame, that we just have to come to this place where we remember I've been reborn. Like Mm -hmm. I've been made new, not that it's not going to be hard because it it is. I mean, this is real life. Right. And I think even just talking about this, I think is so relatable. I think so many people are walking through this, but just mentally coming back at this place of knowing who I am is a child of God. And that's what matters most. Mm -hmm. That is my first piece of my identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's so easy to revert back to that behavior, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I, I like that too. This, this is what, that's what the scriptures say is we take off our old self. We put on our new self. And I think it's so powerful to speak those truths over us. Like what does the Bible say about me and speak that over yourself and, and just that to me, like cancels out all the lies or who I used to be. Right. And we just, that's what we do. We turn from our sin. We turn from our bad behavior when we get to know Jesus and we accept that forgiveness over and over because we're going to mess up every single day. We're going to mess up by treating someone wrong or by talking bad to our kids or our husband. And we can ask them for forgiveness. We can ask God for forgiveness and just ask him to start changing our hearts. It really, it really is so important to ask him daily to help us to turn from those bad habits and those bad ways. I think there's, I think there's comfort too in the, in the Bible and where it shows so many stories of real life people Mm -hmm. and women. Like, have you ever noticed how many women in the Bible were prostitutes and adulteresses, women living in deep sexual sin and they come to Jesus and he washes them clean. It's like such a beautiful picture of God's grace. And I feel like, especially for, for women where it's almost like sexual sin is almost looked at as like dirtier for women. Somehow I feel like sometimes it's viewed like that. And it's like, you see, you know, you've got Rahab, you've got the woman at the well, you've got the woman who comes and washes Jesus feet when he's eating dinner in the Pharisees house, right? All these women with this deep, dark sin. And he says, come to me and lay it down and you're now forgiven and free. And it's mm-hmm. so relatable. Like, you know, as we're thinking back on all this junk we've walked through, like we're not the first and we won't be the last. And I think there's comfort in knowing you see this over and over and over again in the Bible, but God's grace is so much bigger and deeper than all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't think it's something that we can really truly understand until we have actually walked through it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I think like Ryan, you touched on that was when it comes down to like when life's riding easy, it's just so easy. And I think especially here in the U S we have so many resources. We are so comfortable, right? Like it's so easy to be like, nah, I got the wheel. Like you're on the side and um, I'll come to you and rub the magic lamp and ask you for, for things when I need you. But other than that, and I think I lived in that for a long time. Like I didn't even realize I was in that mind, that like headspace. And the difference too, is just being able to like, know that like waking up, I need him every hour. Like I need to start my day off with him. If I'm going to be a good person today, (laughs) I need to literally like breathe him in the second I wake up. And I think that was such a big changing point for me too, but it took me breaking very badly first. (laughs) Yeah, I think too, something that I've learned, um, is that we all, we think that our Christian walk is like, it goes here to here, like a perfectly straight line, but it's more like loops going upward (laughs) and it's Uh like this process of deconstruction, 
reconstruction, construction, deconstruction, reconstruction. <laughs> oh, I like that. Like, and, and I think it's, um, Dan Allender talks about how, um, it's the four day weekend. Like you got Thursday night is the cross. That's the death. And then you go into Saturday where there's nothing, there's just, uh, like, you know, dead space of waiting and then there's the resurrection. So like we act, we're actually constantly in this process of sanctification and redemption. Mm, I like that. I love that. Yeah, that's good. That's so Mm -hmm. good. And it's just so exciting. I think now, not, not that I love going through hard things, but I, I have that hope already that I'm like, okay, God's going to use it for good in yeah. some way. And it might, it might not be the way that I'm expecting. Right. Cause we don't know. We don't know God's ways. We don't know God's timing, but we just, we can trust in him and we can stand in the, in the truth and in the power that he's going to use it for good in one way or another. And I think as a believer, you just have to really, um, you have to really believe that to, I I just heard something recently. Do we just believe, do we just believe in God or do we actually believe God? So like, right. We have to stand in his truth and, and just trust him. So, so good. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This is so fun. And I can't wait to talk to you guys some more. Uh, I think we could talk all night, especially about God and his goodness and just all the things that he's carried us through, but we're going to wrap it up and, We're just really excited to keep coming on every single week and have conversations with you. And like I said, if you have a specific topic that you want us to cover on these moms in the middle weekly talks, we would love to do that. So let me close this out in prayer real quick. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time together. We thank you for the woman who listened to this and we just pray for her heart and we pray for any struggles that she is going through where we pray that she connected with something that she heard tonight and that it would truly bless her and that it would help her to see how good you are and that you would carry us through anything. And you want to be with us in the bad times, but also in the good times you want to celebrate with us. You want to cry with us. And Lord, we just trust you in all of it. We trust that you are going to work things together together for the good of those who love you. We stand in that promise and in that truth. And Lord, I just pray for every single ear listening to this, that they would know and believe that you love them so much and so deeply and nothing could ever turn you away from them. Nothing could ever stop your love for them. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Thanks ladies. Thanks for listening to Lana Send the Word. May you be blessed and always be a blessing. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Wellness and the Word. I hope you enjoyed the first Moms in the Middle Table Talk. And if you want to follow along with us, come join me in the Wellness and the Word community over on Facebook. I'm going to be telling you every single time we do these lives and where we're doing them so that if you want to catch it live and you want to ask questions, you can do that. So don't forget to come join the Facebook group, the Wellness and the Word community.